0: Happy Monday everybody. We are getting ready for a uh, double header tonight if you're watching this live. if not, then maybe the double header will be over. Uh, Yanni's back with me to talk about week two, look ahead to week three a little bit. Uh, Yanni, how'd you feel about week two overall?
1: I felt great, man to be honest with you, it was a uh, productive week. I think that's um, you know from an ROI standpoint, things went well but you know more than that, I feel pretty dialed in so I you know overall it's like sometimes you're like man do I ever beat on what's going on here but so far so good
0: yeah I felt the same it was a good uh outcome for me but I felt the same last week this week I felt a little more unsure looking across the board so I'm looking forward to talking through some of these games with you hey before we get into uh you know to week two and week three want to say real quick do you have any bets you like for Monday night as we uh are close to getting into those Monday night
1: games to be honest, the only thing I have punched right now is I have Nick Chubb over rushing yards. And, you know, it's like he's Mr. Consistency. Uh, he's done it against the Steelers in the past. And I just kind of feel like no Cameron Hayward there. It's, it, you yeah. know, it's lining up like that game where I think it's going to be a physical type game. I feel like he's going to get 20 carries. And as we know, he's a five yard per carry guy in his career. So if he gets that, he should go over his total
0: yeah i like that too i thought about elijah mitchell over to with amari cooper out um but i didn't end up doing that the only thing i have is I, th- I thought about it all week and finally i was like i'm gonna take the saints minus three i just don't think that the panthers are really that good and a field goal game feels to me like I-, I think that the saints should win this by more like a touchdown but you know uh it's not my most confident play of the week i only did like half a unit on it but it's fun to have yeah. something on uh on Monday night
1: (laughs) yeah for sure I you know I ended up passing on it and I'm with you I just think that at the end of the day uh you know the Saints are clearly I think a better football team right now than the Panthers are but the Panthers have owned the Saints and you know this is kind of their Super Bowl if you think about it so yeah right right if they're gonna get up for a game it's here but but I'm with you I mean I, I think if I'm a Saints fan and they don't win this game I'm pretty disappointed
0: yep and this is a bad thing about me. I have learned to mitigate it, but also after a week where I'm like, I'm up a lot this week. It's half a unit. It's probably fine. You know,
1: there you go, <laughs> so I do that sometimes too. That's so. how they get you. That's how they yeah, get exactly. you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, hey, let's uh, real quick, because uh, we'll talk as we go through probably, but any any big things that really stuck out to you from week two, like, holy crap, this, this is going to make a difference moving forward.
1: I, you know, I don't know if there was a whole lot between week one and week two that jumped out. I mean, we saw more of the Dallas Cowboys really kind of establishing that they're good on both sides of the ball, Um, you know, which we kind of knew after week one, but obviously when you kind of do it back to back weeks and conversely in that game, I think the jets are kind of what people thought they would be without Aaron Rodgers, And that's a team that can't really sustain offense, Um, you know, turns the ball over obviously, and, and, you know, just can't get it done without Aaron Rodgers, So Is that necessarily earth shattering news? Probably not. But I mean, you know, those were a couple things that stuck out to me. And the only other thing that I, I guess there's probably maybe two other quick things that I saw there. I mentioned it yesterday. Like somebody needs to give Sean McVay some dap here because he really is. It's just, he finds ways to compete. He finds ways to get it done. They were severely outmanned. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he got his cowboy shout out there. Uh, Cowboys right away you know, the Rams are severely outmanned against the 49ers and they gave them all they could handle in that game. So I think that sticks out. And then the other thing that sticks out to me is the Cincinnati Bengals. And they started slow a year ago. And obviously I don't think anyone put a whole lot of stock in week one, it was whatever. But the fact that this calf injury might be lingering a little bit for Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they haven't been able to really figure out how to get him the football at this point. You have to be at least a little concerned backing this Bengals team for the moment. And again, they have enough talent to turn this thing around, but I'm a little concerned if I'm watching the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I won't spend too much time there, but that was the big one I was going to point out, too, is two weeks in, I try to not still not overreact too much. I mean, yes, it's more than one week, but it's still only two But, man, this Bengals team does not look good, and Joe Burrow uh, was on the sideline massaging that calf at the end. I I heard it's possible that he even sits out for a couple weeks, and even if not, he might not be at 100%. So, I think it's really concerning for the Bengals right now, and I didn't expect to be saying that after two weeks, to be honest. No. no. well, hey, let's jump into these. Uh, you know, run through some of these games. We can spend a short time or a longer time, depending on if we like the game here, but we'll run through the slate for next week. Starting out, uh, actually, I don't think I have. Uh, yeah, San Francisco and the Giants. The Giants are going to San Francisco. This is uh, in some places now to minus 11 for San Francisco. 45 45 and a half is the over under. And I was trying to find here, well, Tell me what you think. Oh, here it is. So it started out minus nine and a half uh, is where it opened, I believe. And so it has crept up. Any thoughts on this widely lined game?
1: I think it's where the bookmakers had to make it. And I I mean, if you asked me what I thought was going to happen here, it's probably that San Francisco is going to pound them. So, you know, when you look at that, I think it's fair. Now I will say one thing, and this is why, you know, traditional wisdom says you don't lay double digits in the NFL. That's always kind of been, you know, something that you consider or you strongly consider not doing. Um, But, you know, I would say this. That Giants offense, from what we heard, Brian Dable took over the play calling in the second half of that game, and they looked like an entirely different team. Now, obviously, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, not the same thing as playing the San Francisco 49ers. But you wonder if Dable gave them a little bit of juice with what he was doing. Saquon Barkley not being in there that's a big deal I mean it really is it kind of makes that team a little bit more Daniel Jones based and against a 49ers defense is that a good thing so I don't have a lot of thoughts here you know just because again that that spread is ballooned and I feel like it's one of those where you know maybe Dable gets creative and kind of I don't know they stay within around that number but at the end of the day I mean I think San Francisco should pummel them.
0: Yeah, I agree. The only thing I thought about here was jumping on that first half line while it was still yeah. under a touchdown. When it gets this wide, it's so hard to play because you see in the NFL all the time teams that you know should pound somebody else and then they squeak it out by three, right? Um, so I'm not a huge fan of laying that much uh, that much chalk. If I can get that six and a half, that's what I would consider. So, yeah. Uh, let's move on to another game that's maybe more interesting. Um, and that is the Vikings and the Chargers. This game has flipped. I believe that um, the Chargers opened as a favorite and now Minnesota, I mean it's basically a, it's basically a coin flip. And the total has gone from 51 and a half to 54 and a half. These are two 0-2 teams that both desperately need a win to kind of hang around this year, Yanni. How do you think this goes in
1: Minneapolis? (laughs) I'll say this. I have a feeling that this is going to be the most exciting game of the week, and not just because they have an over-under at 54.5. These are two teams that that you know, obviously you know one of them very well. Um, There's going to be some things happening in this game, whether that's turnovers, whether that's whatever, but I think this is going to be a really fun football game the you know let's be honest the loser of this game their season you, you know it's it's three games in but you start zero and three you're really digging yourself a hole that's tough to get out of particularly for the chargers in the afc but you know same thing for the vikings you don't want to fall too far behind um you know e- even if it's just zero and three so this is an important game i i mentioned it i said when these teams play you got to hit that over and obviously people hit that over right away um driving that number up to where now I don't think it's playable. I mean, you're over 54 at this point. I'm not playing the over at this point, even though if you ask me, I still think it's going to go over. I mean, I think these teams could get in the 30s for sure. Um, So, I mean, I think that this game could end up in the 60s there as far as the total goes. But, you know, my question to you is, and I'm curious what your take is, how do you bet this game? I, I mean, you've got two teams that they've been inconsistent at times they look great it's like they move the ball with ease uh you know <laughs> sorry i just read shaggy's comment um
0: i'm distracting you
1: you know no at it, it times they you know they move the ball at ease at other times you know bad plays whether it's penalties or turnovers or sacks you know that kind of a thing um i, I would say for me the key to this game other than turnovers of course is going to be uh, offensive line play. I think that Vikings offensive line has to play well in this game to allow Cousins to continue to play well and not turn the ball over. Um, and, and, I mean, it's a long way of saying I don't have anything for this game because it's a little too volatile. But, I mean, obviously with the Vikings kind of being your team, I'm curious what your thoughts are.
0: Yeah, it's a little scary for me when I end up in the place where I am uh, tonight. But I, I feel like – um. I'm hopefully getting better and not letting the emotions get the best of me, and I feel like Minnesota's the side here. I actually bet them uh, just for half a unit so far. I wanted to think about it a little more, talk to you more, but I also wanted to get. I got minus 108 on the money line, which had already moved some. Um, so my uh, my wife has a saying where she says, "If someone shows you who they are, believe them." And this Chargers team just shows us who's who's who they are over and over. I mean, I, I took a futures bet on them last week, full transparency. I was like, oh man, we dropped another game. down. we're getting plus money. This Chargers team is a good team across the board. They've got all this talent. And it's like, yeah, all that's true. And yet they continue to lose close games and find ways to lose all the time. I also think you know that turnovers are something that I look at a lot, uh, and I try not to only beat that drum. But Minnesota's been minus three in turnover differential in both of their losses so far. I think they would have beaten Philadelphia if Justin Jefferson doesn't fumble that ball out of the end zone. Um, They had some really costly turnovers. So I think that Minnesota could be two. Now, you could say this about any team, right? I don't want to get into, you know, like it went the way it went but minus three turnover differential. At that point, you're talking about historically less than a 10% chance to win the game. Well, the Chargers are plus two across two games. In turnover differential, that's not the only thing, but I just think Minnesota's been a better team. And I think that, Minnesota's defense has looked better than I thought it would, too. Um, now, they're going to be a little bit boomer bust because Brian Flores is going to bring that pressure. But so far, it's looking okay. I mean, as a Vikings fan who watched them just get diced every game right. last year, I'm super happy to see them oh, putting yeah. pressure on and maybe the other team hits a big play. But, hey, at least you tried, you know? Um, and, and I think it's working okay so far. So this should be a fun game. I think these two teams are, are somewhat evenly matched. But the way they've played so far this year and the Vikings being at home, too, they feel like the right side to me.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And one other thing, you know, when we saw the Chargers in week one, it, when Tyree Kill goes off and, and you know, they got Waddle, you kind of look at that and say, well, OK, you know, it's Tyree Kill, it's Waddle. But the Chargers struggled with Nick Westbrook, Aquina, Traylon, <laughs> right, and, and right. DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, you kind of look at that and you say, OK, is there a fundamental problem with their ability to cover in the secondary and obviously we know about Justin Jefferson, we know about TJ Hawkinson, you know, Addison's proven he can make some plays, KJ Osborne's, you know, quality type player. So you kind of look at what they did with Hill and it's like, could this be the 150 yard Justin Jefferson game where you get some contributions from the other guys and, and you know, they, they're able to move the ball. I think, again, I think both teams are going to move the ball in this game. Um, so, you know, but I think you're right with the points you laid out there, obviously the turnover differential home field advantage. I mean, that, that would point me towards the Vikings.
0: Yeah. And that's where, again, for me, like starting out with a half unit, I, it obviously wasn't a confident take, um, but it was what I felt like was the right side. So, yeah. Um, Hey, I want to divert us here really quick. Pig was just asking this and I told him I I'd ask you, uh, he's liking Pitt. feels like Cleveland might be a little overhyped but also uh, Cleveland, a good defense. You know, we mentioned it quick, but, I mean, this is a good game tonight. Do you think that Cleveland defense shows out the same way they did last week, or was that the Bengals just being terrible?
1: You know, this was definitely – I think we talked about it going into the week – one of those games that I think we wanted to use as research, as sample size, we wanted to see was that Cleveland performance in week one an anomaly or are they really, really good on defense? And I don't think we're going to know, and we may not even know after tonight because Pittsburgh without Deontay Johnson, it's like, how great is that offense? I mean, it's, you know, we'll see. I do like Pittsburgh tonight as far as, you know, if you ask me to bet that. The only reason I didn't bet it is, you know, I mentioned Nick Chubb, Cameron Hayward being out. I just mentioned Deontay Johnson, yeah. and it's one of those things where I think that this does even out, and I do think Pittsburgh gets the win tonight, but I, I, I don't have enough confidence to bet that because of how good Cleveland looked and how bad Pittsburgh looked in week one. I expect Pittsburgh to look a little bit better. I expect Cleveland probably not to look quite as good. Um, obviously, they're on the road playing big brother. But you also wonder if that motivates a confident Cleveland team like, OK, now's our chance to sock it to big brother here, um, you know, in that AFC North. So I, I've got another buddy who, he, you know, he said the same thing. He said, you know, I think Pittsburgh gets it done. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. I just don't have enough to uh, enough to roll with it. But. Sounds like a couple people are on pit there.
0: Daniel's got pit. I, I, here's how confident I am. I had a $20 free bet and I put it on Pittsburgh money line. So that's I, the side I'm on. Just not incredibly confident. I
1: feel like it's definitely the right side. I just don't have enough confidence in it yep. personally, but I do think if you said, what do you think the right side is? I think Pittsburgh's the right side.
0: I get way more confident with free bets, Yanni. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> than when I'm paying for it. Yeah. So.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, all right, hey, let's run through some of these games. I may slow us down if there's one that I think is really interesting. You do the same. But Buffalo, your Bills going to Washington minus 6.5, half, half over under. You're the Bills guy. Uh, what do you think about uh, this game in Washington?
1: Yeah, I, mixed feelings here. I, I think that I, – I think it's too many points. I mean, I think Washington would be the side in this game. Um, I think that, you know, the Bills should be favored, but – you know, that, I mean, <laughs> he's not right about that. He's not wrong. About, she's not, wrong, he's about not that.
0: wrong about that. They should fire back <laughs> <in> Canada. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think the Bills are, are, are probably going to come away with a win. But there's something else, too, to be said about momentum. Obviously, the Bills were able to grab a little momentum after their week one, you know, choke job. But Washington coming away with that comeback win when they, you know, were getting buried, that's a confidence builder. And to return home. Um, you know, with the way that defense played in the second half and the way their offense started moving the ball, I, you know, I think that's going to be a close game. So I, I think, you know, okay. I, I hope the Bills get the win, but I think six and a half is too much. But I'll be honest with you, my guess is that goes to seven. So, I, you know, if, if you do like Washington here, I'm waiting because I have a feeling that, that people are going to bet that up to a seven.
0: Yeah, I hear you. And it makes sense to me. And, I, and it feels like Washington is the right side. I think Denver's in trouble, man. Oh, yeah. Like, like we'll get to this, but Washington beat the Cardinals barely at home. And then Washington was really manhandling that Broncos team. I mean, Denver got that crazy Hail Mary at the end of the game to get it to get it close. Um, I just am still hesitant on thinking that Washington's very good. I don't think they're bad. This Yanni, honestly, it's what you said preseason. You said this isn't this isn't a good team, but this isn't a bad team. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the way I feel about them right now. They're okay. Um, I still just think the bills, as long as Josh Allen takes care of the ball and they stay healthy, I still think they're one of the better teams in the league. So again, this feels like a levels thing to me. Um, I haven't done it yet, but this is one of the legs I would consider for a teaser and you could do it either. I could see the case for either side, but I'd be looking at the bills down to minus a half here um potentially on a teaser I, I can I can see the case for Washington but but to me um man I just think that Washington's gonna we're gonna see that they're maybe not what they've looked like so far but
1: yeah I mean I and obviously I hope you're right but I I just I have a feeling this is gonna end up being a close you know a closer game
0: yeah well fair enough I haven't bet it and uh, after talking about it probably won't bet that one uh new orleans and green bay a little bit hard to talk about yet we haven't seen the second game from new orleans any thoughts maybe on green bay this is green bay minus two right now over under 43 and a half for whatever that's worth but thoughts on green bay
1: i think we have to wait and see the injury report i mean they they gave atlanta a battle there without their two best players or their two best offensive players so you know i think we got to wait and see if they're healthy I think Green Bay has potential in this game if Watson and Aaron Jones are in the lineup. Now, if they're not, um, I don't like them nearly as much here. But again, I think you're right. You know, we don't know. I want to see a little more from New Orleans tonight. Let's kind of see what that team looks like. And of course, we got to see, you know, make sure they get through the game without any major injuries, that kind of thing.
0: Yep. Yep. I feel pretty, you know, you were talking about having a good read on things. I sort of feel that way about the Packers right now. Like, I think this is a really solid team all the way around. Jordan Love has looked good. He's proven himself to be like a solid, stable quarterback. so far. And it's been two games. The defense, if anything, has underperformed a little bit. So they may even have a little bit more upside than what they've shown. I still don't think all of that places them in the conversation for like, are they going to go to the NFC Championship game or something? But I think it is that like, with Detroit, Minnesota, whatever, yeah, yeah, they can definitely hang in that group. I mm-hmm. um, think it's a solid team. So this game to me feels like a close game unless we see something really out of character for New Orleans here tonight. Right. I'd, I'd expect it to be close.
1: Yeah, I agree. All
0: right. Um, oh, I think this one's kind of interesting. Atlanta and Detroit, and obviously there was the n- injury news on Amon Ross St. Brown. I think it sounds like he may play, but could definitely be limited. And this went from minus five or I think it was minus five and a half. Now it's minus three and a half, and you can even get that at minus 108. The total, I'll have to look where that was at, but I think it was 47 and a half. Maybe it's down to 45 and a half. Atlanta coming to Detroit. Uh, What do you think about this game between what I would say are two, you know, maybe just barely above average NFC teams?
1: Yeah, this this is a, a tough one. And actually I had the line at minus three and a half where it sits right now. So I, I think the bookmakers are dialed in and I'm surprised, like you said, it opened as high as it did. Um, I, there's a couple of things here. Detroit is one thing they did well, I thought, against Seattle is they played the run pretty well. And that was actually my concern for the Lions going in is is Seattle going to try to pound the ball on them, which they did. And even though I think he scored a couple of times, Kenneth Walker, you know, those guys, they didn't do a whole lot for as far as production goes. Um, You know, and I think obviously the key to beating Atlanta is you got to stop them on the ground. They're not going to beat this Detroit team throwing the football. Um, That's not (laughs) going to happen. So, you know, I think it's one of those things where, okay, I saw enough from Detroit and you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. Obviously he really is the key to that offense with Goff there. So, you know, we got to make sure he's a go. But I think even with the hook, I like Detroit in this game. I think that they're going to win this game. Um, Obviously, if there's any chance this thing could go to three, I think you jump on it with Detroit. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, I think you jump on that with Detroit. I think they, you know, I think that they're going to be able to at least slow down that Atlanta, uh, you know, running game at least enough, and I think that Goff is just, they're putting up enough points that I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to keep up. It's going to take you know a, a, an eighty-yard touchdown from Bijan Robinson for them to keep up. Not to say that can't happen. I don't know if you saw the highlights. I mean, that dude is ridiculous. But he's uh, not bad. No, yeah, he's not bad. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that as long as you know Goff has Amon Ross St. Brown there, I think they'll be able to throw the ball. That Atlanta defense, which I thought would be markedly improved, is like mildly improved from a year ago. You know, they're a little bit better. They're not quite as awful as they were. But I expect, and maybe they still will, it's still early in the year, I expect them to be a little better defensively, but this isn't a good one for them. I mean, they're going to be playing a good offensive line. Again, if I'm on Ross St. Browns there, they're going to be playing a team that can throw the ball, and, and obviously the injury to David Montgomery is going to force them to go to Jameer Gibbs, so I think that's actually probably right. a, a good thing at the end of the day for the Lions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that breakdown. I I bet a handful of games way ahead of time, you know, before the season even started. And one of the ones I took was Atlanta plus five, which ended up being super close to where this opened. Anyway, it wasn't much different. I feel okay about that. I feel like Atlanta plays close games. And after seeing Detroit a couple of weeks, I think they're they're definitely a good team. And, you know, Daniel said Detroit's fun. I agree. I want to watch Detroit Lions games. I'm a little, I'm slightly underwhelmed, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And like you said, you know, maybe we see better defense here. We see more, more of a rush. But Atlanta has a solid offensive line, and and they've got two good running backs uh, plus Cordell Patterson. Like, I think one of the things that this could come down to is I was looking at the turnover worthy uh, play percentage for quarterbacks today, and Desmond Ritter is the worst through two games by a lot. He's over 6%, and the next yeah. one is close to 4%. So he's gotten lucky to not yeah. turn the ball over more than he has, and I think that could end up being a factor in this game too. I mean, he doesn't get lucky anymore, and the Lions get a pick 6. Atlanta's not the kind of team to dig themselves out of that. So at, like, at 5 where I got it, I don't mind it because I think Atlanta is a solid team across the board, and I think that they tend to play close games. If this gets down to minus 3, there's a good chance that I will just – you know pay the juice to try to middle that um with detroit minus three because i at that line i do prefer detroit even if saint brown doesn't play because yeah. detroit's offensive line has been good um and golf has looked good so yeah. i in detroit i agree especially if we get a could get a minus three that would be a huge gift we'll see yep all right let's move on um Tennessee and Cleveland again. Do you want to say anything about Tennessee again? We haven't seen Cleveland again, um, but this looks like it's around minus five. Well, it's different at different books. Let me see.
1: It's Bovada's three and a half, uh, three and a
0: half half. uh, score most places.
1: Yeah, I, you know, (laughs) I'm on Tennessee here, man. I, Mike Vrabel. close games. We, you know, we've seen it here. Are they going to win the game? I don't know. Could they win the game? Sure. But can they stay within a field goal? Probably. I mean, they tend to do that, right? So you kind of look at this, and obviously the concern that I would have is the same concern I had this week, which is, is Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith, are these are they going to kill Ryan Tannehill? I mean, he has been under ridiculous pressure in those first two games, yet somehow, some way. It hasn't been pretty, but it's like when they need a play, they get a play, and you know they get enough from Derrick Henry to kind of keep moving the sticks a little bit. Um, you know, defense has been playing well, and the one thing we do know is Tennessee. We've we've talked about it; they can stop the run. So, you know, if you can make Cleveland one dimensional and kind of you know slow down Nick Chubb, um, very hard to do. We talked about it; he's as consistent as it gets at the running back position, but if you can hold the guy to 50 yards, I mean, you know, what, what do you, what do you got there? So I think that for me, three and a half, I'm on Tennessee here.
0: Yeah, man. I, I don't like Tennessee. I'm going to be, I mean, I bet the, I bet the chargers last week and except for the chargers being the chargers, I think I would do it again. (laughs) Um, Like I'm not impressed by Tennessee. I don't think that they should have won that game. I think, but They keep doing it, and when I was looking ahead at this game, it was one that I actually almost met already, and it's because of exactly what you said. The strength of the Browns is the offensive line creating space and Nick Chubb running. Deshaun Watson has to prove it to me still. He has not looked great throwing the ball so far, and maybe he'll come around. He likes to run as well. I'm not sure Tennessee gives him or Chubb much room to run. I think, uh, depending on where they set it, under rushing yards on Nick Chubb is something that I'll look at next week. Um, I've taken that against Tennessee, the team playing Tennessee two weeks in a row, and it's worked out great. Yeah. Um, and so I think because of those reasons, I think this is actually a bad matchup for Cleveland. Yeah. Now, I do think Tennessee could struggle for sure against Cleveland's defense. I think that's going to be a challenge for them. They're a little anemic offensively. Sure. But I agree with you, close game. I would definitely look toward the under here. Um, It is low. It's 41.5 right now, but I still feel like that uh, if I was going to bet it, I would take the under.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it, it seems like every Tennessee game is going to be 20-17. to So, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking at with this team.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on then to... Oh, shoot, I went onto the wrong screen. Here we go. Uh, oh, boy, Houston and Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus 9.5, half, half. Have any hot Houston takes, Yanni?
1: Well, I... So I guess if you're a Texans fan, you got to at least be excited that C.J. Stroud put up some yards and, you know, looked like he might be a quarterback. So, I mean, that's good. I think the thing that was really disappointing for Houston this week was the defense not showing up. Um, You know, they've actually last year and in week one, I mean, their defense kind of held up and this past week that didn't happen. I you can so for whatever it's worth, you can still get Jacksonville minus eight and a half at some hmm. books here. Um, and you know, obviously to me that that becomes an instant yeah. long teaser there, right? You know, they're at home, they just got to win by a field goal. Um, I, I think you know, when I look at this here, I think this is a get right game for Jacksonville's offense. They weren't great yesterday against Kansas City. And, you know, there's probably a lot of reasons for that. I think Kansas City might have a little better defense than we thought, and there were some other things. But I think this is a game where they really get right. And usually you don't say that in a divisional game because they're usually close. But I think Jacksonville will put up a lot of points in this game. Um, The question is, can they get a double-digit win? Probably, because I think we could see kind of what we've seen with Houston the first two weeks is they hang around for a little while. First half's kind of close. They're in it. And then, you know, it's just too much. They, they can't get it done. But I think CJ Stroud's going to have a little little tougher go of it on the road than, than he had it, you know, at the comfort of home there. Um, these teams do know each other a little bit better, obviously. But I think to me, if you can still get that eight and a half, this is an, an instant teaser. I know I've got it teased already, but, um, you, you know, I think you tease this here. Other than that, I mean, I think you could look at the Jacksonville team total. It's still, you can still get a 27 and a half out there. Um, which, you know, and actually you can get it for plus money, which I I think if they're ever a game where they're going to score 30 points, this is it.
0: Yep, that's where I was going to go. I haven't bet it, but I hadn't honestly looked at what the line was yet. But I like their, I like their over. The thing that makes me just a little hesitant here is Jacksonville's offense really has been sputtering. I mean, even in that game against Indy where they ended up with something that looked good, it wasn't good for a lot of the game. Um, And then it wasn't good against the Chiefs. I mean, getting into the red zone three times, never scoring a touchdown. And I think that this offense will be good. I'm not saying that it won't be. I actually feel a little bit better about Jacksonville's offense than Cincy's at the moment. Though the the talent level uh, is is there in Cincy. It's just for me, like, does it happen this week? And yes, it should against a Houston defense that has not shown much at all. And that's where I say, if I'm going to bet something here, it's probably the team total over for Jacksonville, but this is probably either the, a teaser leg or I stay away. I I just want to see Jacksonville start to gel a little bit better before I'm, I'm betting them, especially at lines that are this wide personally, for sure. Um, next up, I, this is an interesting one to me. Um, be curious what you think, new England going to the jets and yes, it's Zach Wilson. You can get plus three, I think now on the jets. Yeah. We're out to plus three. The over-under is at 37 or 37 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing this in leather helmets, Yanni. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. well, I, so I think, you know, obviously, and I'm looking here, uh, you can still get a two and a half at Bovada on New England if you like them. Um, I This is going to be that leather helmet type game in, in a lot of aspects, I think. I think the Jets are kind of probably viewing this game as – This is one we can win. Um, We can lean on our defense, that kind of a thing. But I'll I'll be honest, that Jets offense is going to struggle against this New England defense, even in the comfort of their home. Um, So, you know, I'm looking at this and I really like this play a lot. I've already bet it. Uh, New England team total over 18 and a half. That's not a lot of points. Um, So, you know, and I understand New England doesn't have the most dynamic offense in the world. And I understand the Jets' defense is good. But first of all, this Jets' defense isn't as good as they say they are. You know, you heard comments in that opener about, oh, they're, they're the 85 Bears, and they think they're, dude, they're not even a top three defense in the league, you know, <laughs> let alone the 85 Bears. So, you know, I think that when I look at this here, I think New England, first of all, we've seen Mac Jones kind of evolve. He's played well the first two weeks. He's thrown the ball pretty well um And I think we've seen this Jets team. They, you know, the de- the defense is not, other than when they play Josh Allen, my guy, for whatever reason, they're they're just all right. You know, they're good. I, I'm not taking anything away from them. But New England's going to get in the 20s in this game, like regardless of what you think. And you know, I think you can also add in that Zach Wilson factor of could we see a pick six? Could we see a short field because you know he makes a bad decision, bad throw, whatever? So. I love the New England team total here, 18 and a half, 19 and a half. I mean, anything below 20, I'm all over that with New England here.
0: I feel like if they get there, they win this game. (laughs) Probably. Probably. I mean, I don't see the Jets getting there against them. I actually think one of – so I hadn't thought about that yet, and I actually was leaning toward feeling like the Jets could really keep New England's offense in check as well. I don't think either of these offenses is very good. I mean – no shit, Trevor. That's why that's why the line's where it is, right? Um, but I, I do think Ramondre Stevenson over could be in play. Daniel was asking about props. And you know, this is the thing again of teams are, are better off running the ball. And I think New England wants to run the ball some. Um, we'll see if the Jets try to take that away or not. But I think the other thing that you could get here is a pick six from or or a fumble, you know, picked up and run in by the defense. Right. So then right. you're only relying on the offense for 13 and a half points, or you know, or 12 and a half, or whatever it is. Um, I think that's actually somewhat likely. It was crazy, man. I know that it was the Cowboys, but Zach Wilson's interception line was minus 200 to throw an interception in that game against the Cowboys, and he had whatever two or three. Had
1: three um, yeah, if, if they, three, yeah, yeah it,
0: so it hit it easily, it but him,
1: it probably would have been set at minus 400. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. So, man, so I don't hate that. I, honestly when I first looked at this I was like man I think it's the Jets plus three only because I think that the Jets now right now are who they were last year which is still a team that's going to be in game so this to me is sort of like that Tennessee uh Cleveland game where it's like yeah New England maybe wins it but I feel like it's close mm-hmm. but I don't know the more I think about it it's that defensive touchdown potential uh that concerns me even more so
1: yeah I, I, For now, you know, I'm staying
0: away, I, but yeah, that team total over is interesting.
1: I, I got to be honest with you, and they're not as physical at the line of scrimmage. New England is not as physical at the line of scrimmage on, on defense as the Jets are, but I'm telling you, overall, I think that New England defense is better than that Jets defense overall, um, you know, and, and I know... The Jets are a little more stout up front, you know, a little more physical, that kind of a thing. But I think overall, if you said pick one of these defenses, I'd probably take New England. I know people are probably like, yeah, that's crazy, but that's just my opinion.
0: No, to me right now. I feel like I don't have much differentiation between the Jets, the Patriots, the Niners, the Cowboys, though. The Cowboys pressure looks just unbelievable, you Uh, know, but these handful of defenses at the top, um, you know, yeah they're all good. And I don't, I don't see a huge difference at this point in the season, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if we can go under like the lowest total of the year here. Maybe, uh, another one that's interesting. So this is one, I'll actually just say a little bit about this because it's the main one that I've thought about betting so far, even though I haven't pulled the trigger and that is Miami minus six and a half versus Denver in Miami. Um, this is the spot where from a betting perspective, you'd look and go, oh, six and a half, you know, Miami's overhyped and Denver's had a couple tough losses and they're going to turn it around. And sure, that could happen. But man, I am so impressed. Like the way Tua was getting the ball out, you don't rush Tua. Good luck. Mm -hmm. You have one to one and a half seconds and that's not enough time to get there. And what blows my mind is you would think when it's that fast, that the secondary would have these guys covered up but they're getting open every time. And Tua's accuracy has been unbelievable. (laughs) The way he has dropped these balls in there, I just feel like as long as Tua is healthy, which is always the caveat we give, but honestly, I like the way that he's playing to keep himself healthy, too. If you can get the ball out in one and a half seconds every time, you're probably not going to get hit much. So I don't, I think Denver's defense is not playing up to their potential right now. And I don't, I can't pretend to fully know why that is, but when you're giving up over 30 points to the commanders and now you're going to go play the dolphins at their place, I think you're screwed. Um, I know it's the NFL and these teams, there's regression back and forth and all this stuff, but. I'm high on the Dolphins, man, right now, like quite a bit higher than I was coming into the season. I think they're a legitimate threat for sure. Well, I mean, duh, again, according to the odds, but to win this division, which I didn't think they were coming into the season, I didn't expect that. And um, their defense has looked solid as well, which is a big deal. That, that defensive line was causing some disruption. I was really impressed by some of the coverage that I saw um, in that last game. So I think this is the Dolphins by two touchdowns with Denver coming to town and at six and a half, it's probably my favorite spot on the board right now.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we talk about potential line movement. This will get to seven, maybe even seven and a half. So I think if you like the dolphins, you want to bet this right now. Um, You know, I I don't think you want to wait because I think you're going to lose that valuable half point or potentially valuable half point here. Um, You're right. I mean, it's a mismatch. And you know what you said about the dolphins offense and defense, I think are spot on, on offense the play designs that they run and Chris Collins were pointed one out on their game last night. It's like their, their scheme is just, they realize their offensive line isn't great. So they figured out a way to, again, protect the quarterback, use the weapons they have, get the ball out quickly. And like you said, you would think these guys would be covered, but when you have speed like Hill and Waddle and Braxton Barrios and these guys, they're just afraid to jam them. I mean, you don't play, you know, uptight on them. So I think that, you know, they are able until until someone can lay the blueprint to maybe figure this offense out, because it is different than it was a year ago for Miami. When you watched them a year ago, it was a little bit more of the drop back and try to get the ball deep yep. to, to Hill and Waddle. They're not doing that yet. And, you know, maybe someone will figure out that blueprint and take it away and make them switch it up. But, you know, if anybody would have been able to do that, it's it's Belichick and, he, and they couldn't really I mean, they did OK, um, you know, slowing them down, but they didn't necessarily take it away. Like you said, Tua was able to get the ball out quickly, keep the chains moving. And, and like you said, his accuracy has never been in question. His decision making's never really been a, been a question. So you're right. And then on the defensive side of the ball, we knew they had talent a year ago. And the fact that they were giving up 30 points, that, you know, to me, that was always a reflection of coaching, discipline, whatever. And, you know, now obviously they have a new defensive coordinator. and I thought we saw some of that coming in. And you know, in my opinion, they were playing without their best defensive player last night in Jalen Phillips. So I, I think you know they'll get him back, obviously. And I think that you know the defense they could make they could make it a long day for Russell Wilson. They really could. Um, and you know, even though Russell Wilson tends to always kind of be in these close games and whatever, I think you're right. You know, they're going to come down to Miami. It's going to be 95 degrees most likely down there. I haven't looked at the weather report this week, but I can tell you it was hot as balls here today. So, um, <laughs> straight it, from Florida. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're going to come down, be fatigued. They don't necessarily have that depth on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, the one thing on their defense is when you mentioned it, their front seven plays very soft. Uh, you know, they just don't. I, I mentioned kind of the Jets having that stout defensive front. Denver just doesn't really have that. And I think it puts their secondary in a bad spot. I mean, their secondary will hit. I mean, we've seen Kareem Jackson basically kill people the last couple of weeks. So, you know, they're not afraid to hit in the secondary. The problem is I don't think their front seven can. So anyways, I'm with you on this. I think, first of all, to me, this is an obvious teaser right here for me. Um, You know, I've already got it teased. But I I think you can absolutely lay the six and a half here with no regrets. Will they cover it? Who knows? But I think, like you said, This is a total mismatch in the heat in Miami. You know, this one looks like it could get ugly.
0: Yeah, for what it's worth. I just, the reason I was on my phone, I went and bet that I got minus 105 at bet MGM on six and a half as well. So slightly less juice. Um, And I think what I might think about adding, Yanni, to your point is using this as a teaser leg, yet um, added something else to it and just kind of going that way.
1: They can't lose this game at home, right? I mean, you know, this NFL, seems yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, man, when you look no, at it. No, but they shouldn't. They really yeah, shouldn't. I mean, I don't know. To me, I think, like you said, to me, this line should, if it's me, I have it more at nine and a half. But I think you're right. I think people really? say, oh, okay, you know, Denver was beating Washington. Oh, Denver almost won in week one. Oh, they got a lot of big names on their team. You know, like that kind of a thing. And, but you're right. I don't think this is going to be close. I mean, I, like I said, I've got this closer to a double digit spread. So, I mean, it's six and a half. You're, yeah. you're getting a little bit of buffer there under the key number yeah. seven. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think this kind of should be a blowout. There are always, you know, turnovers, injuries, fluke plays, whatever that keep it from being one. Um, but, man, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. I think right now, Miami looks like that top tier of team in the league. And Denver is definitely not.
1: One other thing, uh, Miami's team total, you can get 27 and a half also. Mm -hmm. Um, So even if you don't want to lay the touchdown, so to speak, I mean, what we've seen from that Denver defense, I mean, you mentioned Washington basically shredding them, you know, whatever. I mean, is there any way Miami doesn't put up 30 in the heat down there? It seems crazy that they wouldn't.
0: Yeah, it's a good call. I like these team totals you're coming through with. I don't always remember to go look at those in time, so... Uh, that's good. Uh, 27.5 is a nice look there. All right, well, that's that's my favorite spot. Uh, this next one is actually another one that I'm somewhat interested in, though I make myself nervous. Uh and Baltimore, it looks like it's mostly minus 8.5 now. Uh, you can still get some minus 7.5 too. You can get actually mostly 7.5, but there is 8.5 out there, 44 as the total. Any thoughts, Indy Baltimore?
1: For me, it's... it's uh... I won't say I love it, but if you're, if you're an analytics better, you got to tease this. I mean, you have to, Um, you know, again, natural teaser leg here, but you know, Baltimore looks pretty good. Obviously they, they look good. Um, Indies looked better than I think I thought they were going to look. Um, We don't know who's going to start at quarterback for Indy, but to be honest, I don't know that it matters. I mean, you know, when you look at the two guys as in their current state, it's probably pretty similar. I mean, you could argue that Minshew's experience and his ability to throw the ball and read defense, like, you know, you could argue that that actually gives you a little advantage. Um, I do think, you know, when I look at this here, it's a little bit too much to ask Indy to win this game. I would not be surprised if this ends up close Um, but for me, it's a teaser. Like I don't see Baltimore dropping this game. Um, you know, kind of, like I said, with Miami, they're not going to lose this game. Right. Like I, I don't see Gardner Minshew going in and beating them. Um, could it happen? Sure. I, you know, and again, I think you could argue, I mean, if you ask me, I'm taking the points if I'm looking at this, but I think to me, the, the safer play is to tease it with a game like Miami, for example.
0: Yeah, I hear you. And I think that, if I bet this, what I'm thinking about doing is taking that teaser leg um, and and putting that with something, but then also putting something on Indy with the points, mm-hmm. especially at eight and a half. Man, it's a lot. And what you said is perfect, Yanni. I'm in exactly the same place. Wow, Indy looks better than I thought they would look. Mm-hmm. And in that game against Jacksonville, I sort of thought, oh man, this is just a fluke, you know. And then Houston's terrible. I get it, but Indy looked like a decent team should look against Houston, I thought. The thing that worries me for Indy in any game is that they are so limited in terms of their weapons. Yeah. Though Zach Moss really did look pretty good. He ran, he ran the ball well. And again, it was against Houston, so we'll see how that goes. But um, I think it's certainly better than Deion Jackson and whatever Evan Hall or whoever they had back there. So I think they get a, a little bit of a bump there. Granson's looked okay at tight end. He looks you know like an athletic tight end. Um, and like you said, I don't think that the quarterback matters much here. The defensive line has been really solid. DeForest Buckner, uh, it can still create some havoc. And so I think that, um, and Baltimore to me, they've, they've won their games and they've looked pretty good. And I think they're going to be, you know, up there near the top. Certainly Lamar puts them there, but I don't think that they've been dominant. And and again, I think the Colts just feel like one of these steady teams. So at eight and a half, kind of interested in that and the teaser from seven and a half on Baltimore uh, in both directions.
1: I feel you, man. I mean, I I definitely already have it teased. I'll, you know, as a teaser, like, I don't think I'll jump on Indy. um, You know, but I, I think, again, if you're asking me which side's right, I think that's too many points.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Carolina's playing right now, by the way, update, it is two minutes left in the first quarter. It's, it's three to zero Panthers. So we are missing just a barn burner right kind, now.
1: Kind of what I think some of us expected, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The
0: under 12 and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Carolina goes to Seattle. Seattle obviously had a nice rebound, uh, helped out by their defense uh, scoring some points as well. What Any thoughts on this Carolina-Seattle game? And I should say what the line is there. It is minus four and a half Seattle, 42 and a half is the over-under.
1: Yeah, I like Seattle here. Um, and, I, you know, I think that I mentioned Carolina's kind of playing their Super Bowl right now as we speak. So then they got to get on a plane on a short week and, you know, go all the way across the country to one of the loudest stadiums and a rookie quarterback has to play out there. Um, I, you know, I think Carolina is one of the bottom three teams in the league. I mean, I don't think that's a stretch, bottom three or four teams in the league. Um, Seattle, maybe not as good as I had thought they'd be going in, but still pretty quality team. I think, you know, we saw in Detroit, they can move the ball a little bit, defense can make some plays. Um, they've got some injuries, they need to get some guys healthy. But I like Seattle here, I think they take this game. Pretty handily, to be honest with you, I think that you know, to me, this this could be one of those you know twenty four to ten type games um, where where they're kind of in control. Um, you know, they they do enough on offense to put some points up, and I think Carolina is going to struggle to score in that game. Even though we haven't seen a great effort from Seattle's defense in the first two weeks, I think that you know this Carolina offense is very limited, and and they're going to struggle.
0: Yep. I agree with you there. I thought Seattle bounced back well. I thought that it was amazing how well their offensive line played, given the injuries that they had on the offensive line. So that was good. And I think Seattle's defense is still a concern. But like you said, Carolina's offense just isn't good. And I think Bryce Young is going to continue to struggle this year. And I don't even think that means he won't be good in the long run. But that rookie season is difficult, especially when you have so little talent surrounding you on the offensive side of the ball. And going into an environment like Seattle for the first time, it's just a rough spot. One of the ways I thought about playing this, uh, which I used to do last year, I'm not sure it's the best way. Maybe I should just take the four and a half, but was taking Seattle's team total over and Carolina's under just because I can see both of those happening. But then, hey, if I just get one of the two, I'm okay. I don't know if I'll end up doing that. I also would consider uh, last week I used the Giants, which holy crap, did that take a comeback? Uh, in a money line parlay um, because I felt good about that I think I feel similar to Seattle this week where it's like man I really think they win this game and I mm-hmm. think they probably win it by a lot but you know feels like a good almost parlay piece if I have one other thing I really like there too
1: yeah I mean I I don't I don't do a whole lot of parlays as far as that you know money line parlays go but obviously since you're over the key number of three if you like Seattle here I mean you certainly could look at doing that
0: yep. Yeah, and to be, I, I, I'm starting to do like one a week. As long as there's two teams I really like, you know. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, we'll see. Uh, oh, boy. I don't know if there's much to say here. Dallas and Arizona, it's minus 12, 12 and a half, 43 and a half total. I mean, destruction?
1: I At this point, you know, I mean, through two weeks, I think you would say Dallas has looked better than anyone through two weeks. I mean, including the Niners, the Eagles, you know, whoever Um, this is, and look, give Arizona credit. I mean, their guys have stepped up and played hard. Um, You got to give Josh Dobbs some credit. I mean, he came in and he's out there fighting and battling and he's getting the ball to Zach Ertz and Hollywood Brown. And, you know, the defense, which are going to be without Buddha Baker, like they're, they're even, you know, keeping it competitive. But I think that, I think that stops here. Um, You know, I think we've seen too much. I think Dobbs, like you said, that pressure from Dallas is going to be immense. Um, I don't see Arizona doing a lot as far as moving the football. Uh, And then obviously on the other side, I mean, you know, Dallas has enough weapons here and Arizona's defense, even though they played better than I think we thought, or at least, well, for a a half last week, they did. Um, (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this one, like I said, traditional wisdom for years is you don't lay double digits in the NFL. I I, I think that I'm probably going to lay some points with Dallas here and see what happens because I just I don't see how this is close. I really don't.
0: It's so hard to see how this man. I, did you did you wa- get to watch the Dallas Jets game for the most oh, yeah. part? Yeah. Okay. That that play where Micah Parsons <laughs> dipped underneath. And just laid Zach Wilson out within like 1.3 seconds it was scary, man. He, scary. He's, on,
1: he's on another level right
0: now. I mean, oh he, my. Yeah. I was just like, that does not even look real. No. And I... oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, and looking at Dak, the big knock last year was all the interceptions. Right. But you look historically and I, I bet his under on interceptions. Cause I'm like, I think it's going to come back to earth. And it's only been two games but he hasn't thrown a pick yet and he's looked good and this offense has weapons i mean I, this game feels like 35 to 3 or something i, for I mean sure. it's such a mismatch
1: for sure i i don't you know sometimes with these big spreads you can see like well they're probably going to blow them out but i could see this happening maybe like i, I mean this is this has literal like you said th- this is a a 3 4 touchdown type you know beat yeah. down here for sure
0: Yeah the other thing you could This I mean you do, wouldn't normally Do this with something lined at this Point either but you also could Think about using this as one of your teaser legs If you're afraid in any way of some kind of Backdoor thing if if, sure. the, giant, if the Cowboys just pull people Because you can get it to six and a half right now So then yeah. they just have to win by a touchdown that's really Not a bad look either yeah
1: yeah I agree
0: all right um, Another I mean 13 and a half 48 and a half you know a game I'm talking about Kansas City and Chicago this was one of my other things from last week is Chicago sucks so much more than I thought they might <laughs> like well, I thought they were going to kind of be okay
1: I, I mean when we talked about kicking off the season I know I had said there's a possibility that Chicago could be good there is a possibility but I said, until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. I still have them dead last in the NFC North. Nice I still man, have them. Well, and and I mean, you know, people people would say, oh, you just hate Justin Fields. It has nothing to do with hating Justin Fields. I, whatever. He could be great. He could be shitty. I don't care. I just don't think that he's a guy that can play in this league. And I mean, through two weeks, it sure as heck hasn't looked at it. And I mean, we talked about it in the offseason. I said, I cannot believe that people are betting this guy to win the MVP. I mean, I, I guess, you know, whatever. I guess because he's fast, he can, you yeah, know, whatever. But the bottom line is this team doesn't do anything well. They don't really run the ball well. They don't throw it well. They don't stop the run. They don't stop the pass. You know, they don't do anything well. You've they,
0: got it covered. They yeah. don't They don't hold on to the ball. <laughs>
1: I mean, they really do nothing well. So, you know, going in here, I, I mean, now I will say this. This is one of those games, unlike Dallas, where even though I think Kansas City is going to beat the ever-living daylights out of them, I could see somehow Chicago covering this game. Um, and that could be, like you said, a back door. It could be you know, whatever fields running around, making some crazy throws in the fourth quarter, whatever, you know, that kind of a thing to where maybe they, you know, it ends up being 30 to 20. Right. But I think here, you know, one thing you can look at, like you mentioned, is you could look at like a first half Kansas city line here, um, you know, to where Casey's still fighting, playing hard, you know, maybe they're up whatever 17 to three at halftime or something like that. Um, You know, and then who knows, like I said, maybe Chicago makes it within, 10 points in the second half, but I I mean obviously I want no part of the Bears, no part, but I also would not <laughs> lay the points with Kansas City here. I would look for like a first half line if I were going to lay the points here.
0: Yeah, Yanni, I'm with you here. So one of the ways I've been thinking about these, uh, not that this is like new or something, but just how I think about these big spreads and which ones I would want to bet and which ones I wouldn't, is I look, for instance, at the Cowboys and Cardinals and I just go the cowboys defense has the cardinals offense covered. like sure. I, I don't see how they score I, much at all. the 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 cowboys offense has the cardinals defense covered. like they should be able to do almost whatever they want. but in a game like this with the chiefs, number one the chiefs have not looked phenomenal so far this year. their defense has actually looked maybe better than their offense so far. yeah. yeah. so I would just say I I'm not as confident in the Chiefs right now as I am in the Cowboys. Now, I think the Chiefs are gonna be great, but they're coming out of the gate a little slow. And then also I do I don't know on his best day that the Chiefs have Justin's Justin Fields covered. Like I don't think Justin Fields is great, and I don't think he's gonna make it long term as an NFL quarterback, but he has those games where he's got that magic. Right. And so I have this part of me that's like, uh, I see the pathway where they don't
1: exactly, cover exactly. You I'm with Yeah.
0: You. So, so I'm 100% with you. Where like, I I just don't want any part of this game, period, because of where the line is at, but it should be the Chiefs yeah. all day,
1: really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's no reason they shouldn't win this game by 20 points. I mean, there really isn't. But to your point, I, I'm i not sold that they're going to.
0: Right. Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh, Vegas. Again, we haven't seen Pittsburgh yet. Yeah, this game is basically. Basically a pick in Las Vegas, 44-45 is the total. Um, we still have to see Pittsburgh tonight. Any thoughts on Vegas?
1: No, no thoughts until we see Pittsburgh. Um, obviously, I think Vegas needs Devontae Adams healthy. It looks like he hopefully avoid, avoided a, a big concussion, so I think he'll be ready to go. Um, they need to get Jacoby Myers back, so they have all their weapons. This Vegas team has to be able to run the football, so I'm curious to see how Pittsburgh does tonight against Nick Chubb. Um, you know, if they can slow him down or not, if they can, I like Pittsburgh's chances against, against Mm -hmm. Vegas, because I think they can, you know, slow that Vegas offense down if they struggle with Chubb, I I'm going to lean towards Vegas because I think they'll get Josh Jacobs joint going, which opens up their offense that Raiders defense though. They just, I mean, it's literally Max Crosby and a bunch of guys, you know, it's, it's like, (laughs) they they've got to get some help there. And I don't know this season if that help is going to come. So, and, and, you know, Shay's spot on with what he said there, you're going to see 80% Steelers fans in that Vegas stadium. I mean, it's going to be a silver or I'm sorry, a yellow and black crowd, not silver and black.
0: Yeah. I kind of hope, I mean, for, for the sake of this game, I kind of hope Pittsburgh loses tonight, you know, so that this line doesn't move too much. Cause while I would love to, Uh, back Shady's Raiders and I actually think the Raiders honestly are better than I thought they would their offense is decent and they've Mm -hmm. I mean definitely got playmakers and stuff but it's your point Yanni of what are they going to do on defense and Mm -hmm. even though Pittsburgh didn't look great in game number one I'm not ready to just bail on Pittsburgh completely here and so I think even in Vegas and like you said about the (laughs) the home field advantage I, I don't think this game is a coin flip you know, I, I mean to me this is Pittsburgh minus three, minus three and a half. So I, I yeah. think it's kind of a deal right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think I mean you're right. I, I think I, I'm with you hundred percent. I'm curious again to see kind of what that what that Pittsburgh run defense can do with Chubb here, because I think that's going to be a key in that game. Um, but you know, again, you you talk about early props and we haven't seen the lines, but you know, this could be a Najee Harris type game against that Raiders defense. Right. Um, you know, it, I mean, we've seen week one and week two, they've been vulnerable against the run. And, you know, if Pittsburgh can establish that. So I, I think you're right, though, depending on what we see from Pittsburgh here. But I don't think this line, I mean, at worst, even if Pittsburgh looks great tonight, what is it going to move to? Minus two? Um, you know, you're still yeah, going to be enough. under a field goal, you know, most likely going into that. So I think you can wait, see how Pittsburgh looks here, make sure they make it out of the game healthy, you know, that kind of a right, thing. Right, true. Um, you know, and, and you could still lay it there because again, we know they're, they're one TJ Watt injury away from having a horrendous defense, you know, we <laughs> yeah, saw it last true. year, so uh, or two years ago. So, you know, anyways, yeah.
0: Especially with Hayward already out, you know, they, right. they've already got injuries right. to worry about, Right. right. So, all right, then we got the two Monday night games. Uh, first up is Philly going to Tampa Bay. Uh, the somewhat surprising Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker the the fighting Baker Mayfields. Right now, it's minus five and a half for Philly. And that's come down a little. I think it was six or six and a half. and 40, 45 and a half for the total. Yeah, so coming back toward Tampa a little. Uh, I would say, to me, Philly has looked a little shaky uh, at the beginning of this year. And Tampa has looked... I have to I mean, they've looked better than I thought they would. Do you think Philly is on another level enough to go in and win this game in a dominant fashion?
1: Can they? Yes. Do I think they will? Not necessarily. Um, but because of that uncertainty, I'm looking the other direction. I'm looking under, under, under. Mm. Um, I, I think that that Tampa defense, I've talked about it, you know, i I think they're good enough that they can slow that Philly offense down. I don't think Philly's going to be able to run DeAndre Swift like they did the other night. I think that, you know, that's going to – they're going to be able – Tampa will take that away, force them to throw. I'm sure Philly will make some plays. I mean, they're too good with their weapons to not make some plays. Jalen Hurts, you know, whatever. But I I don't know that Philly's going to be able to rack up points. And on the flip side, I think we're going to see this Tampa offense finally really struggle. I mean, Baker Mayfield's looked good. Um, You know, his first two weeks, he's playing confidently – Uh, You know, he's getting the ball to his receivers. They even got a little bit of a running game going this past week. But I think that stops against Philly. I think that running game goes nowhere. I think Baker's under some pressure. And that, you know, that performance we saw this weekend, that ain't going to happen. So rather than kind of laying the points on the road, I'm looking at under here because to me that, you know, this looks like one of those games where it's going to be kind of slug it out and, you know, maybe Philly wins this, what, 20 to 16 or 23 to 17 you know and i, I think it stays under you know that that's kind of where i'm at with this one
0: i may have to eat my words after this week finally i have not been big on the bucks and i already admitted they've looked better than i thought they would but a couple things here and philly and i think philly has looked shaky uh to be honest too so that makes me a little nervous about where i'm going here but tampa bay uh has a plus three turnover differential against Minnesota. They win that game by three Minnesota threw the ball all over them. Um, They just couldn't put it in the end zone. It's one of those where the score doesn't reflect the way the game went. And Minnesota lost the game. Like they did the things to lose the game. So that's fine. But then they beat the bears by 10 in a game that, and, and that's a, that's a fine win. It's nice. Rashad White got going a little bit, but I'm 100% in agreement with you. Running on the Chicago Bears is not the same as running on the Philadelphia Eagles. And Rashad White didn't look good against Minnesota in week one, which isn't necessarily a daunting defense to go up against. Baker Mayfield has done great so far. Coming into the season, I said, I wouldn't be shocked if Baker Mayfield has a couple good performances before he inevitably falls apart. And I think one of the things that's going to make him fall apart if he does, and he could get older, mature, get better. I'm not saying he couldn't get better, but I think it's going to be pressure. And I don't know that he's faced much pressure to this point. Right. Uh, and I think he's going to face pressure in this game. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I feel nervous because I think, man, Philadelphia has looked shaky to me. Tampa Bay's look solid. When I look into how the games have gone and who the competition has been, I think there's reasons why it lo- has looked the way it has. And I do think Tampa's better than I thought they were coming into the season, but I thought they were a three- or four-win team coming into the season. So now maybe I think they're a six-win team. I still don't think they're very good. Um, and I think that this is going to go downhill some. So to me... I don't hate Philadelphia minus the the five and a half, especially if this comes down more. But even more than that, this would be another spot where I don't mind working them into a teaser where I just need them to win. Um, could I see them losing this game? E- yeah, I mean, I can see the path there, but I still think even if their levels are closer than I thought going into the year, I mean, again, Philly is just such a good team all the way around, and I think they find a way to win this game at least, so I don't mind it from a teaser perspective. I do like what you're saying about the under, though, too, Yanni. I could definitely see this being a bit of a grind. So that makes sense to me. Uh, Any thoughts on that stuff? Yeah, I
1: just – I don't think Tampa's going to score much in there.
0: We got a little bit of a freeze-up we'll see if you yeah know. i don't oh there we go you're back i think
1: is that on my end or your end there that we lost you
0: oh did you lose me you there yeah i think yeah. i'm here <laughs> i don't know if you are we coming back
1: <laughs> i can hear you now we'll... yeah can you hear okay, me All i right?
0: couldn't hear you either hopefully we'll be back go ahead
1: yeah hopefully i think we, we got one game left right yep we're almost done <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. I think we're in agreement. Philly and under are probably the two looks for that one then, and let's see if we can wrap up the final game here.
0: Rams at Bengals. This is down to Bengals minus one and a half, and I know this is on the Borough News, but one and a half, 44 over or under. Uh,
1: what was the preseason look-ahead line on this game? It had to be, I mean, seven and a half? What, I mean, what what were we be,
0: I was going to see what it was before Sunday, even. Yeah, I mean, it, it was six and a half before Sunday, and that was after the Rams beating the Seahawks. So it probably was at least seven and a half, and a half if eight not eight and a half. And a half.
1: Yeah, crazy what two weeks can do. I mean, again, obviously, until we know what – if Burrow's not playing, this team's done. They, they have no backup quarterback. I mean, Browning is awful. I don't know if you've watched him play. I mean, he looks terrible. So if Burrow's not in, this this game's done. You know, they're, that, that Bengals offense is done. Um, and, yes, Shady, it is the, uh, the Bill Ripkin. This is the uh, – you guys know which card this is? I don't. <laughs> look Bill up the Ripken. 80 yeah look up the 89 Fleer Bill Ripkin uh, card when we're done here um, All right, I will yeah you, you can see um uh, but yeah you know they the I mean this spangles offense obviously like we said they don't look good I don't I don't know how the Rams are being competitive I mean we talked about it with the 49ers like they had no business being in that game and it took the 49ers three and a half quarters before they pulled away. Um, you know, I, I mean they're finding Sean McVay found Puka Nakua. I mean, I've never heard of this guy, you know, and he's out totally. here catching catching 20 passes a game, you know, and basically looking like Cooper Cup out there and whatever. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, for me, I can't even touch this until we see what Burrow does. Um, depending on where that line moves, I may take a chance on the Bengals if it's less than a field goal because it's like I feel like it's like, okay, I gotta give one more, one more try here, but but who knows, man? I, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Dude, I don't know what to do with this. I mean, the Rams, again, it's like, oh, okay, they look good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Puka Nakua, I mean, I'm sure you saw this. I, I hadn't known it, but it, it, I heard today he has 25 catches in
1: two games. He had yeah. 15 catches in that last game. I know. I know. That's insane. And it, I mean – it, it's it, not like Cooper Cup's out there, so they're like, oh, we're double-teaming Cooper Cup, and this guy's getting over. Like, they – it's crazy. It's crazy. This
0: just blows my mind. I mean, it feels like the by-low spot of the Millennium on the Bengal. And I get the Joe Burrow thing. And like you said about Brown, I, I get it. But it's it's not even in L.A. Yeah. I mean, it's in Cincinnati. Uh, uh I probably just watch this one and laugh. I, I don't know what to do with this game yeah, at this it, point. It,
1: like, I, like I said, if Burrow is in and this stays under a field goal, I'll probably buy low and say, screw it, you know, and, and if it doesn't hit, it doesn't hit. But because obviously the Rams are are substantially better than we thought they were going to be. Now, granted, we did say that starting the season, you know, Stafford, McVay, that, you know, they might do all right, but they're doing better than all right. I mean, they, they are pretty good. So, you know, I, I don't know, like I said, credit to Sean McVay. I mean, when you look at that defense, other than Aaron Donald, I mean, it is a bunch of nobodies out there. And they're playing hard, you know, making plays, and then obviously, like I said, on offense. And and the one thing I will say is that Rams offensive line, which I I don't think we thought was going to be any good, they've looked pretty good. Like Stafford's had some pretty clean pockets overall, and they've been able to run the ball. And to me, that's the surprising part because I thought, ah, offensive line's going to struggle. Stafford's going to be a statue back there, and and that hasn't happened.
0: Man, I thought the same thing. That's definitely where I was, so – Yep, my uh, my Rams under seven and a half bets would appreciate if they could lose this game.
1: Yeah, there you but, go. Uh,
0: <laughs> but it, it man, they look way better than I thought they would for sure. For
1: sure. So, for sure. Yeah,
0: I got, I got nothing on this one. By the way, I looked up that Bill Ripken card you got on, and uh, it's a nice bat he's got.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we can see it on the shirt here or not. But yeah. Yeah, it might on not there. be clear enough. It's it's on there. It's, I don't think you can see it on the screen. It's, but,
0: uh, it's clear if you go look at the card online yeah, on yeah. the back. So very yeah. nice. Very it's,
1: nice. It's like it's just like the 1952 Mickey Mantle. It's like the same same <laughs> uh historical card. It's
0: hilarious, man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I gotta up my shirt game. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So all right, man. Well, hey, uh it's 6-3 now in that Saints Panthers game, so we better go get to it. Uh, Cause uh-huh. you don't want to miss any more of that.
1: I, I want to see some more field goals. Let's see.
0: Absolutely. Let's go do it. <laughs>
1: All right, man.
0: Thanks man. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah. Take care. We'll see you.